Hi, this is Nathan. We're just getting ready for a time of humor, excitement, and analysis. So why don't you get the whole family together and join us for another episode of the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. So this is where the teaser goes when we're uh, doing these things. Wad, we did we riff? I, I, I'm not entirely sure, but we eventually run out of time and it happens surprisingly quick. I'm always like, I thought these were going to be longer. Welcome to a special episode of the Wadfam Jockpod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. We're uh we're talking about episode 294, Unto Us a Child is Born, an episode about producing a radio show live on air. And through a series of unfortunate events. Or fortunate events. Who's to say? You know, uh necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I, they... I got that out. Mm-hmm. Um we're doing this one live-ish. I mean, you're not hearing it in real time, but uh, you're it's not being it edited. Before it comes out. <laughs> this episode will be uploaded immediately upon us finishing recording, uh, and then still scheduled to come out at 4 a.m. Because you know, I do have some standards. That he does. Yeah, I uh, pulling back the curtain a little bit here. We are like. Four episodes ahead, we were gearing up to record uh, It's a Pokenberry Christmas and realized that the audio for this had been deleted by me. So, so now those... we're recording again. <laughs> so all those times you gave me uh, gave me crap about <laughs> deleting the Scrubs episodes. <laughs> the, the Scrubs episodes, but there's also, there's an episode, one of our pa- like early pandemic episodes when we were still figuring out like virtual recording, mm-hmm. you deleted your half of the oh, audio, yeah. so we yep. had to use the Zoom backup. Yep. So I happen. deleted both halves of the audio. Woohoo! Yeah. Stupendous. Empty those recycling bins, folks. That's that's what you should do. Mm. Um, and never check to see if you made a copy. Yeah. First. Yeah, we learn. We live and we learn yeah, and we're I here am, to talk about Odyssey. I am not going to be labeling these episodes as vaguely in the future. Nope. I'm going to actually save them with the episode name rather than just the number. Because what happened is we got really far ahead and then I didn't know what the numbers meant anymore. So I didn't <laughs> know they were important. So you're saying you want a name, not a number? I do want a name, not a number. Also oh, no. off this album. So this episode's off the album The Changing Times, um, which is the first album with uh, Jack and uh, Jason. This is like the, hey, we're, we've got like a new era of Odyssey approaching. Um, and so this, uh, yeah, it's 294 of the show. It is... Um, I'm looking this up now. Now you guys get to see what happens live on air. <laughs> what we get edited out. Oh, it's it's the 12th uh, episode on this album. So it's the last episode of the album, uh, an mm-hmm. album that has included um, a bunch of episodes that we've covered throughout the history of the show, but also a call for Reverend Jimmy, which we covered last week as you're listening. Um, it uh, This episode aired December 24th of 1994. Um, it is... Uh, written and directed by Paul McCusker. Awesome. Tremendous. No, yeah, this is, uh, 
this is a very interesting episode because this is a re-record um it was cool that it worked out that we could do it and put it out in this manner uh because it was an episode that we were already familiar with um from recording it previously and then also you know we have tom for mayor and name not a number and a call for reverend jimmy um george under pressure yeah this is such a tremendous i i love this episode i love this album Mm -hmm. um so i'm i'm excited to jump into it with you yeah i don't i don't think we could pull off a live recording if we hadn't already recorded this one (laughs) no not not well at least yeah I, I, and who's to say if this is going to turn out well, but it is certainly turning out. <laughs> Amen. I feel that. <laughs> um, so uh, other other notes. Uh, I mean, we don't have any real uh, big people to talk about cast wise. This is weirdly enough, the first and only time we have talked about Pamela Hayden up till this point. Okay. Who's the original voice of Katrina. Yes. We've only covered Katrina episodes per post her. Mm-hmm. So now we get to go back and do that. Yeah. They um, did such a good job recasting her. They really the- did. And like it had like the correct, like it, the correct, it had a good amount of like space there where mm-hmm. they could kind of get away with it. And they, um, the, I forget who they got to replace her, but she does a very good job. Um, Pamela Hayden is uh, by far and away most noted for being Millhouse on The Simpsons. Oh, great. That's so cool. A show that I have not seen. Yeah, um, me neither. But, but I do like genuinely want to watch The Simpsons. Yeah. Not I, all it, of it. it right. But... It, feels, it feels like I should watch some of The Simpsons. It feels like The Simpsons is... For most people, what Odyssey is for us. Oh, you, yeah, maybe that's, maybe that is, that is, sounds like a tremendous analogy <laughs> you have just come up with. Before, before recording here, um, I, I told Andrew to get things set up while I, uh, made a trip to the restroom and would be back post haste. And then I had a uh, existential crisis realizing that the only reason I ever say post-haste is because of Eugene. Oh, yeah. And it's a phrase that I genuinely use regularly. I, I would say like, I it's say just, post-haste like once a week. It's just part of my vocabulary. And you don't think about it. No, I don't think. It's one of those where I was like, I only in thinking about it in this context realized like, oh, I totally lifted that from Eugene. Yeah. Because post-haste is not a thing people really say. I didn't even think about what post-haste meant being after haste. Yes. Until, like, 20 minutes ago. Well, you know, some things come to me while I am urinating as well. And uh, it it's powerful. It's a powerful time. When the stream is flowing, there's a stream of consciousness and a stream of urine. Anyway, let's and I in. have to leave that in, folks. <laughs> yeah. This is this is what I am used to dealing with. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I am. It, it's fine now. Now the audience understands. Now you know. I now felt, you know. Yeah, I felt bad for Lee when I recorded with him because I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's gonna realize how much Dylan Dylan has to edit out." Yeah, and then he didn't. So hey. there it is. And there that is. Um, so uh, I'm going to roll the promo. Let's go for it. 
Jimmy Barkley is about to make this Christmas one that Odyssey will never forget. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey, Jimmy has organized a radio production about the birth of Jesus. But when things go from wrong to wacky, will Jimmy find peace on earth or more chaos than anyone bargained for? Don't miss the fun on the next Adventure in Odyssey. When things go from wrong to wacky. Amen. I, mm, yeah. Hey. I think that's, is that, is that, is that, is that the name of this episode? Yeah, I was going to say. That might be my brand. Unto us a child is born, weird to wacky edition. (laughs) Instead of live, it's just weird to wacky. Weird to wacky. Uh, Jeez. It is, I mean, it. It's 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 a it's fun a pro- promo. It's actually fun, and I like it. And his voice is so cheesy, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there is a lot of wacky. a lot of cheese on there. Yeah, um, yeah. So the episode begins with uh, Jimmy's demo reel. Yeah, yeah. He's selling. Uh, he's selling his his production to. Um, to Jack and uh, Jason. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to make like a sweet deal with Spotify. Yeah. You know. He's trying to get that. a Joe Rogan, get the Joe Rogan paycheck. Right, exactly. Um but in in this in this instance it is a uh it's a demo reel. Did he make it for a school project? It is sounded that, like it. Yeah. I, I I think that's it, which is funny because it's like if you're going to do like, "Hey, I made this for a school project." Maybe, and this is just a suggestion, have people who voice kids in the show voice the characters in yeah, it yeah that was very confusing I, for me <laughs> i think it is just like a budget slash like who we could grab thing because all the people who are doing the voices in that like all the ancillary voices in this episode are bob smithhauser mark drury marshall young are just like producers on the show who yeah. they could just like grab um somebody say some words go <laughs> right and so that's very much what they what they're doing there um but like it would have been fun for like lawrence to be one of the voices you know that would have been super fun i would have I um, had fun with that regardless though like so jimmy's performance is very like amateur and hammy mm-hmm. so are the other actors mm-hmm. however on a whole, that demo is very impressive. Oh my gosh. There's like the doubling editing? of his voice yeah. when he's doing the angels. That's like some Bezible stuff right there. Yeah, that is some shout out Bezible. Um that long, is long very live impressive. the Bezible. <laughs> is that is that heretical to say that? I don't know. Probably. Um the Yeah, it it is just a well produced there's like sound effects and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. where is this just like is this what school projects were? I don't honestly. I don't. I mean, even... you were homeschooled, so what was the school project? Uh, I well, I made radio, not radio. I made fake podcast like audio format assignments as a way of getting out of doing actual work. <laughs> I did that a couple right. times. Uh, See, in I, English class, I always found ways to make myself more work, which was uh, multiple times both in elementary school and then again in high school when I definitely should have known better. I was like, oh, we were given like video assignments where Mm -hmm. you had to like do a skit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, what's really cringy is people on camera and I'm uncomfortably being on camera. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop animate this 
and then dub over voices. That'll be less work and less cringy. That is a tremendous idea, and if you donate to our Patreon, I will force Dylan to release those into the world. <laughs> I definitely don't have the one from middle school, which is a bummer, because that was... Um, did you use it, Lego stop animation? Yeah, of course. That's so amazing. that was supposed to be, it was the boy who cried wolf, but it was the droid who cried Sith. That, wait, that doesn't make sense though. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so it was, in my, in my mind, it was going to be like C-3PO, like oh, freaking out about, okay. you know, Vader or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't have a C-3PO. I had a battle droid. So it is a battle droid and then Darth Vader, because that was the Sith I had. Um, battle droids and Darth Vader don't really ever interact. No. Well, I mean, unless you count Anakin in right. episode I, two. I, I, I'm aware if we like get, get semantic about it, but you know. This isn't the uh, Star Wars semantics podcast. No, no. Listen to the Star Wars New Canon Book Club. It's great. Actually, yes. That um, is a hard <laughs> promo for me. I love that one. But but yeah, the, the thing... Anyways, the thing with those was I ended up making way more work for myself. Oh, I yeah. also did a good long scene from um, uh, Merchant of... No, not Merchant of Venice. What, what, uh, a Shakespeare. Wow. Oh, it was from Romeo and Juliet. Never mind. Oh. It's the... Oh, actually odyssey tie-in it's the whole like it's the scene that nick later will do as a to win a prize from the electric palace because they're oh yeah pairing up with edwin blackard he wants yep. zapazoids yep and he and a friend do a bunch of different versions of shakespeare um it's a good episode i like that episode Odyssey. maybe we'll do a dylan's choice sometime and yeah. do that um and i was very much inspired by that as a high schooler to do a stop animation of that scene that was not good. <laughs> what? What? Who's expecting great? I will say that my radio dramas that I did for school were terrible. Like they were recorded in my basement with like in one take, no editing, almost like this podcast. I, I was going to say that's literally the premise of the Andrew Sabo podcast. Yeah, well, mm, there's some editing. Now, I mean, <laughs> now when it started though, no. that was it, right? It was recorded in your basement. Yes. On one mic. Yes. And in was, one take. Yes. Uploaded immediately. And, and I ate cereal while I did it sometimes. <laughs> sometimes Balin showed up. It was it was a good time. Man, what if this is our longest episode? It it might be. It cannot be no the, the our longest episode is exit mm -hmm. um which deserves to be the longest yeah yeah even the even the hundred no actually is the hundredth episode the longest now i think I, it, might I, it probably be. is so anchor changed their back end so i can't just sort by episode length oh or by plays so i'm very sad anchor fix your stats yeah come on you listen to me i know it <laughs> Well, at least the algorithm does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, I'm speaking directly to you, robot. Um, <laughs> so, so, so yeah, it, the the whole setup for this is that then Jimmy is pitching this school project demo mm -hmm. as like, hey, I should like I want to do a live radio drama Christmas Eve because mm -hmm. he's doing a scene of the angel coming to the shepherds, mm -hmm. and he's like, I was doing that, and I was like. It would be really cool to do everything and to 
film that or record that live mm-hmm. on air um and uh do it for kids radio right and jack and jason are hesitant mm-hmm. um jason as also, they should be he's right. a child and then yeah. they want to do this on you know so the whole town can hear it. apparently yeah. the whole town listens to kids radio i'm willing yeah, to yeah, suspend disbelief but yeah <laughs> no i mean uh, I, they want to do it at 10 p.m on christmas eve right um a, a point that is yeah i mean we can get into later why yeah. it's at 10 p.m yeah. but it is kind of goofy but whatever also in this in this moment i i do want to very kindly point out I know this is the initial episode or the initial album with Townsend Coleman playing Jason. Mm-hmm. I understand there are growing pains. He does not sound like Jason, and nope. it is so confusing. It sounds like a guy. <laughs> this is like my third time listening to this episode in prep for an episode. Yeah. Um, and boy, oh boy, is it every time I'm just like, wait, Jack and who? jack oh. and man <laughs> oh it's 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 jason ah i see oh okay and like that's and that's not just on townsend coleman we can also throw a little bit on mccusker as the director yeah but it it's it's just a little it's a little rough but it's a little rough and worth noting i would say yeah i yeah i just wanted to note it so does this scene end with them um saying yes to it is that it? Like, he kind of convinces them? Here? Yeah, yeah. He, okay. He, after, he has a great line. So one of the things that's great about this this episode is the, like, McCusker and presumably other writers having some input, just having so much fun riffing on the idea of, like, this is their job is yeah. to put on radio dramas mm-hmm. so they can make, like, some inside baseball jokes and yeah. just funny, like funny jokes for them like yeah, it's they the kind of thing jokes about producing something right right it's like the episodes of seinfeld where you know jerry's trying to pitch a pilot mm-hmm. like it's it's that like meta humor where they're like oh yes we know what we're talking about because this is literally our job yeah and so like the joke in this scene is jimmy saying like come on we like christmas they're, they're like you know christmas eve is only like is just over a week away and jimmy's like well yeah it's radio it's not like anybody has to memorize their lines yeah which is an excellent point and to which i was like mm, yes give this man a microphone yeah um and so and so they're like all right jimmy like if, yeah. if you're gonna do this like let's do it mm-hmm. um and, and so, yeah. Yeah, and then we get the next scene, which uh, is in the Barkley house, and then it's Jimmy recruiting his family to uh, to help him with his project. And and everybody is, again, initially hesitant. Uh, everybody, for various reasons. Um, Donna's upset because she doesn't want to be the, uh, like, the grouchy uh, innkeeper's daughter that's yeah. turning them away. Jimmy specifically casts, so he's like, Obviously, mom and dad, you get to play Mary and Joseph. Yes. Donna, you get to play the bratty, self-centered innkeeper's <laughs> daughter. And then exactly. he's like, it's the part you were born for. <laughs> Which is so and, mean. Yeah. And then she's, it's just, it's, but it's just like fun sibling ribbing. It's yeah. like this thing we come back to a lot in these episodes, just talking about like how realistic they play siblings and how fun that is. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. And I think that me and my siblings, like, 
In the same way that I catch my sisters talking like they do in Gilmore Girls, I catch me and my sister talking like uh, like Donna and Jimmy. Fair. Um, yeah. So so there's this whole thing about like, ah, when are we going to do the show? And it's like, so George's service is at 8, so they're going to do the show at 10. Mm-hmm. So it's going to go from 10 to it goes till midnight. midnight yeah. They put on a two-hour radio production of the Christmas story. Like, I want to understand that. Yeah, I don't... There's not... I mean, there's not that much in the Bible. for. I mean, it's just the one story, and it's like one or two chapters. Yeah. Max. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. And they're like... They, we don't hear any scenes. I mean, they, they start with, like, the angel coming to Mary. Mm-hmm. So, like, they can go back far enough and do some of the run-up and like you can imagine they maybe throw in some wise man stuff but Mm. like it's it's yeah it's impressive that they pull it for two hours especially when eugene later is baffled by jimmy wanting to run a commercial implying that they have not had commercials during this and they're doing it all live for two hours almost like us (laughs) hopefully this doesn't go two hours that's (laughs) Man, Andrew, you're right. We should have started this later than what we did. As it sits, we started this at 8. We should have started it two hours later so as not to conflict with George Barkley's Christmas Eve sermon. Yeah, that's the only way we could have done this. Truly. Truly. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah. Uh, Spoiler alert for the episode. The reason why it's at 10 is so that Stuart can be born on Christmas. Yes. Even though he is born a little before Christmas. Yes. But Whoopsies! 11-24 New Year's Eve. <laughs> Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. The other... A whole week, week earlier. My bad. <laughs> um... So, so then, yeah, going, going back to the, the casting, there is also a delightful moment of, uh, Jimmy, of Mary being like, uh... I don't, like, George's excuse is like, I've got the Christmas Eve service. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's like, ah, it'll be at 10. Donna's like, I don't want to play someone bratty self-centered. And Jimmy's like, all right, I mean, you, you'd be really good at it, but fine. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll rewrite the part. And then, um, and then Mary's like, I am ready to burst any minute. She is very pregnant. Incredibly. And, and Jimmy's <laughs> retort is... Well, Mary didn't, the original Mary didn't let a little thing like being pregnant get away in her starring in the first Christmas story, which is a killer of a lie. Yeah, and also, bold move, pushing your pregnant mother to do more. Yeah. And you didn't get your head eaten off. Like, great job. You succeeded. Good restraint, Mary. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Um, So. And then, right. the, The, the. Yeah, the next scene mm-hmm. is between um what it, it's it's Katrina and Connie. Right? Oh, is it? Oh yeah, it is. Because yeah. Oh, okay. So there there's sorry, there's one more joke then in this scene mm-hmm. that I thought came later but actually happens here according to my notes, which is another meta joke of Jimmy just Oh, cuz it's after he and Donna like oh, go yeah. back and forth and he agrees to rewrite it as like she is a like caring charming Mm -hmm. innkeeper's daughter and donna says through good teeth like me (laughs) which is amazing um and then jimmy mumbles under his breath 
boy, the haggling you have to do with these temperamental actors. <laughs> we love it. We love it. We really do. Oh, man. Yeah, no, this this episode is delightful, and I'll probably say it a bunch more times before this episode's over, but I, I really did enjoy it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so then the next scene is Katrina and Connie. Uh, Connie's working at Woodsend. Katrina is coming in to work as the technical director uh, alongside Eugene uh, for the production of Jimmy's kids' radio yep. thing, Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get this really kind of fun dynamic between Katrina and Connie. Eugene um, and I are friends, and that's all there is to say about it. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and Connie's like, oh, so you don't want me to talk to you about it and katrina's like no. yeah oh yeah that, that, that's true the run-up to that line is is connie being like so uh you two have been like uh we haven't gotten to talk about it at bible study but like how are things going with you two and katrina's like i have appreciated your restraint up till this point <laughs> yeah. connie <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh and connie's like uh-oh yeah. I take it you would appreciate if my restraint continued. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Katrina's like, yes, yes. ma'am. <laughs> we are and friends, and that's all there is to say about it. Yeah. For now. Hint, For hint, now. hint. Dot, hint. dot, dot. Eyebrows, eyebrows. <laughs> yes. Um, And then... And that's when we cut into the recording studio, correct? Well, so... The, oh, there, Connie's the innkeeper's wife. Right. Connie's the innkeeper's wife, but there's also this bit about... Katrina being really excited for this being her first Christmas as yes. a Christian and That's wanting it to be special. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we didn't, obviously we didn't cover that episode of Katrina becoming a Christian. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe in the future. Hint, who hint. knows? Eyebrows, eyebrows. <laughs> I can hope. Um, resident Katrina and Eugene stand here. I don't think that that's something that you get to stand if they actually like work out. Uh, no, I, I think it's fine. Okay, all know. right. You can, you can ship a couple that ends up getting married. Yeah, okay. I'm on the ship. <laughs> Might not mean a whole lot, but yeah. I'm on it. <laughs> whereas whereas I, Chalk Squad, only ship uh, Trent and Mandy. Yes, um, Trandy. <laughs> as it is legitimately known on the wiki, I that really bugs me. I'm sorry, wiki people who probably did that and listen. It's okay. You know, there's a, uh, Grace covers a multitude of sins. There's three episodes of, like, Trent and Mandy, and the wiki refers to them as the Trandy Saga. Do they really? They do. That's... that's Which reminds me of the Transall Saga, which is a, uh, uh, sci-fi book written by Gary Paulson that I really liked. The more you know. If any of the it was uh, written in '98, and it ends like, and they it ends with the discovery that the world ends from Ebola. And I was reading this in like 2012, going like, "What now? <laughs> Excuse me, Ebola? Yeah, man. And remember now Ebola pre-COVID? Oh yeah. Well, we had Ebola, and then we had Zika, and Zika oh, wasn't as bad as Ebola." Um, but none of them ever made it here. Those, right. We we kept those in the poor countries. Um, yeah. Then then COVID went worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was playing plague. And they got the uh, the strategy of making it stupid contagious. Yeah. It was just a matter of time. So the um the the scene next is Jason once again 
weird line reading voice thing, but you can kind of play it up as it's Jason the character doing it, not Townsend Coleman the actor, because it's Jason playing the angel mm-hmm. doing like this weird line reading, and then Mary's, you know, responding to the angel and mm-hmm. has this line where she's like, but, but I need to turn over my page to read the next line. Yeah. And then Jimmy cuts it. He's like, oh, man, mom. Yep. Oh, you've got to lay them all out next time, which is like a really funny note thing. Yep. Uh, yeah. Another kind of inside baseball uh-huh. joke. Uh-huh. Well, and then, and then like, probably the most inside baseball thing from this episode, which is Eugene then asking Jason to step up into his mic. Yeah, Because it'll sound better. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he does, and it does. Yeah, and he goes um, like, oh, it sounds better presently or something like that. Yeah. And it's... It's fun. No, and then so it is fun. the the thing that will happen again later, but every, it just devolves into everyone has taken a break. Yep. You know, Mary's like, hey, can I sit down? And yeah. George is like, oh, well, if we're doing that, I'm going to call it the church. And Donna's yep. like, oh, I've still got Christmas shopping to, to do. And, you know, Connie goes to check on Jason or what, whatever. It, yeah. It, it just, it, everyone, kind of, or no, Jason goes to check on Jack. Connie yes. checking on Jason's later. Regardless, they just all kind of spread out. Except for Eugene and Katrina. Except for, oh, yep. Uh huh. Um, who have a nice little scene um, where Jimmy's like, hey, you two probably have to go somewhere too. And Katrina's like, no, nope. I've got nothing. And Eugene's like, yeah, me either. Just this we, cute we're, guy we're standing committed. next to me. Hint, hint. Eyebrows, eyebrows. <laughs> Look, we, we've got a uh, yeah. They 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 have no nowhere to be because they are good, responsible adults yeah. who like actually commit to a thing. They budgeted their time well. And also, if you have romantic interest in a person, you can definitely uh, shrug some other responsibilities. That's uh, it's my of go-to us have move. Ever done that? No, that's never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. The Christmas episode didn't come out late this year. I don't know what you mean. Thought. Um, and so the uh, the thing, yeah. So Katrina's like, oh, I've already purchased all my gifts mm-hmm. except for yours. Mm-hmm. And Eugene's like, wait, wait, mine? Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! And starts panicking. He he's like his his initial reaction is like surprise, and then like t- being touched. Yeah. And then like terrified <laughs> that he didn't get anything. But it is a, it's an incredible Will Ryan performance. Oh my gosh, you can hear all of the emotions that he is experiencing just in his vocal inflection. And he also, like, he goes into panic mode without it being, like, too heightened to where, like, it, like, it feels fake. Like, obviously it's enough that we as the audience pick up on it, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel like... It's suppressed, and the audience can kind of hear the suppression, right. which is yes. very cool. Yeah, it, uh, it's it's a really good voice performance. Yeah. Um, and Katrina, to her credit, is, like, super reassuring, where she's mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't have to, like, just because I'm getting you something does not mean you have to go get, you know, me something. It kind of does, though. I mean, I know it doesn't oh, have to, right. but... But, like, I appreciate that... She has yeah. the because she's got the emotional intelligence right. to recognize that that would be how he would feel. In right, response. exactly. And yeah. it's last minute, and yeah, it's not like a thing where where she right. She doesn't want. She's actively. It's not just that she 
doesn't want to put pressure on him. It's that she genuinely takes steps to mitigate the pressure. Mm -hmm. You can think in your head, oh, yeah, I'm doing this for the person, but that doesn't mean they need to do anything for me. Mm -hmm. But to verbalize that just Mm -hmm. shows so much maturity in that you're aware of how this is going to read to them. Yeah. Well, and Katrina reads Eugene like a book. And it's something that, like, I don't really think that I picked up on as much as a kid. But now, like, looking back at it, I'm like, Eugene was... Katrina's got the pants in that relationship. Mm, Like, she she knows Eugene. She knows him so well. And we see that later in this episode. Yeah, we do. Their dynamic is is amazing. Yep. Um, Yeah, well, we'll get into it. Yeah. And so, right, so Eugene then exits this scene mm-hmm. um, very rushedly. Yeah, <laughs> like runs to Connie, essentially. Right. <laughs> and and Connie is, like, immediately chastises Eugene mm-hmm. for not already having a gift. Yeah. Being like, wait, you weren't going to get her something in just the... Uh, what what is the classic Odyssey line? It's the I am a girl, which means I know no, everything, everything there is to know no. about boys and girls. Yes, yeah, I'm it's a boy. very much that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, so yeah, poor Eugene, right? And so Connie's like, okay, okay, I've I've got something you can get, mm-hmm. and. As someone who has done this podcast for a while, I am immediately bracing for impact. I am Mm -hmm. like, what horrible thing are the writers going to have Connie buy for... Yeah. Like, have Connie tell Eugene to get that just blows up and makes her look bad and him look worse. And, uh, spoiler, that doesn't happen. Connie's great in this episode. She does a great job. It's amazing. A bang-up job by Katie Lee and Connie Kendall. Just yeah. Absolutely killing it. Yeah, I also, I, I want to point out at this point, too, the weirdness of, so this is a 27-minute episode, which mm-hmm. is so long. Yeah. Oh, and my gosh, yeah. It very clearly has two A-plots. Yes. Like, we talked a few episodes ago about the Donna gets a dog episode in which Mm -hmm. it has no B plot. Like it is just Just, just one A plot and it's really weird. This one has the opposite problem where like this is two key A plots. Yeah. They're both so important. And right. As the listener, like the first time I prepped for it, I picked up on the, the, as the Jimmy plot being the A plot and this, you know, kind of being, side plot or a b plot or something but now that i've listened to it many times it's they really they put so much emphasis on the eugene and katrina side of things like they get like four scenes together yeah yeah exactly like they it's pretty evenly split i think it starts heavier on jimmy yeah because it's just setting right and setting the stage exactly and then it pivots harder to eugene katrina and as such this is the only christmas episode that gets aired in order so like Mm -hmm. when odyssey is not airing like odyssey airs an episode every day Mm -hmm. every weekday Mm -hmm. and it's mostly just reruns you know occasionally you get the new episode but that's only on saturdays i'm pretty sure right yeah but yeah it used to be wednesdays now it's saturdays okay like i think growing up new episodes came out wednesdays yeah 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 i could be wrong about that tweeted us yeah um, if you still listen to odyssey on the radio definitely tweet at us because yeah. i 
I, yeah, I don't even listen to the radio on no. the radio. <laughs> I listen to sports radio occasionally, and that's only because I don't feel like making a decision on what to listen to. <laughs> that does sound like an Andrew move. Yeah. So, yeah, so the, the, thing, the thing here is, like, they always just bench the Christmas episodes until mm-hmm. it's Christmas time. Yeah. And then marathon them all right then. But this is the one Christmas episode that is so key and so connected that they have to air it at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll later be talking about Pokenberry Christmas, mm-hmm. which is... it's The Christmas it's, part of the story is kind of the C-plot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, this is incidentally a Christmas episode. Yeah. The, when we talk about, like, Pokenberry Christmas, it makes sense that you can air that one at Christmas because it's the end of the arc Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't and they're pretty self-contained yeah this one is the crisscrossing and pivotal moments in two big arcs yes which is the barkley saga that we've been covering and also eugene and katrina which we have not covered no and if we do when we do who knows Mm -hmm. uh do we cover this episode for a third time a second time broadcast (laughs) Listen along we to cover find out. Maybe our we covering <laughs> Maybe we bring Michaela back for that one or something. <laughs> but no, that's the episode where we have Michaela and Libby host and we just aren't here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just we just get people who are better at this than us to come on the show. Man, that would be that would be so interesting. <laughs> or we Nope, actually that that that's a bad idea that I'm not even saying on air because it's 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 it opens, doing it live. It opens a door that I don't want to open, even though I kinda wanna joke about it. But yeah, so it it is just a yeah, it is it is an interesting necessity of this episode that like it airs in order mm-hmm. because like Stuart Reed is born mm-hmm. and Eugene and Katrina like continue their arc. And yeah. it's not quite like a crux, but it's definitely important. Well, yeah, I would say that it's super central. Like, the Christmas side definitely takes... It's important, but, like, you know, yeah. like I said, it's tangential. Yeah. Um, it's it's the setting. It necessitates the plot. Yeah. But it is... It is also, like... It quickly fades. Right. It It is the constant, like, thrust behind everything, but it, nobody's focusing on it. No, no, nobody is. And, uh, well, I suppose except for Eugene and Katrina. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, right. And the fact that this is a Christmas story. Like, yeah. like it, it does revolve around Christmas, but there's bigger things going on mm-hmm. than just the fact that it's Christmas. Yeah. And what you were saying earlier about this being a gargantuan episode, it, it definitely does kind of show some of its, uh, some of its colors in the way that it's been cut up, um, and, you know, you can kind of tell that there was probably either a two-part episode that got cut into one, or it was, you know, there there was definitely something, some scenes or parts of scenes that were left on the threshing room floor uh, with how it's right. cut up it, now and it, how we see it. And it does, yeah, it, it, it feels like they had the it feels like the eugene and katrina stuff came second Mm -hmm. but that that then like everyone got really excited about that stuff and so they gave it a front seat but like they already had the concept and then they were like oh like they're like we want Stuart to be born on christmas and it would be fun for jimmy to put on a show but it would also be fun for eugene to say i love you on christmas right (laughs) 
Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. 20 minutes still. Um, <laughs> and so... Wait, but isn't it post-Bells? Did he say... No. Bells are post the broadcast. Oh, you're saying when he says, I love you, yeah, when outside. She's driving, I was yeah. thinking about when he says it on oh. air. It happens twice. Yeah. But once is in character? Not really. <laughs> no. Um, so the next... Uh, um, so... This is what I was saying about the kind of the rough transition. It jumps into the live performance on Christmas. No. See, this this is exactly okay. it. It does It jumps into another rehearsal scene. Uh-huh. But it definitely, you definitely think, oh, this is the thing. Yes. And then it's not. But it's the innkeeper scene. Okay. And it's Mary... Moaning very convincingly. Incredibly convincingly. And then we get to hear Donna's little part. I wonder if they got the Foley work to just, like, actually have a pregnant woman in the studio. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> there are also incredibly, like, the they have bird sounds in the background that have been cranked up to, like, 11. I don't yeah, know if you picked so up on this. Loud. They're so loud. It's really funny. Well, back in the olden days, there were just more birds. <laughs> yeah. And so Jack is playing the uh, innkeeper. Mm-hmm. So Connie's his wife. Donna's their kid. Yep. And he's playing him very Irish. <laughs> yeah. Because that's just what Jack does. It, it really is. <laughs> there's Jack and then there's it, Irish like, Jack. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Alan Young, like, I, I believe Donovan is all... I think Donovan's Scottish. But it's still, Same like... Thing. Like... I say that as an Irish person. Um, I... So, there... Yeah, and then, and then there's a great, like, they jump out and Katrina cues the wrong effect. Um... Because they're like, oh, let's go out to these crowded streets. And then it's like New York City streets. Yeah. And everyone is like, oh, no. And so they like. Wrong sound effect. Yeah. And Katrina's like, oh, sorry about that. And then they're like, okay, well, let's, you know, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to da da da. And they all just run away. The the weird thing is, so it's it's the 23rd. So this is, they're rehearsing the day before. Mm -hmm. Donna goes out to buy normal a new collar. I'm, yeah, I had some questions there. Is this a dog stalking situation or, um, did normal, like, break his collar? Like, it was just kind of, like, oddly specific to be thrown in there. Yeah. For being completely unrelated to everything else. Right. Right. And this time, Eugene and Katrina do go away. Mm Mm-hmm. And they... Uh, bump into each other then at the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eugene, or Katrina checks out at the store from a store clerk who is played by Will Ryan um, <laughs> and then bumps into Will Ryan outside. Um, Didn't I see you? <laughs> uh, but, you know, this time it's Eugene. And they are so, so cute. They're so cute. It's so charming. Eugene's like, oh, hey, you want to go for a stroll? Yeah. And then, like, they just they just go for, like, an impromptu walk. Like, I love the... Let's just walk around the block and the, enjoy Christmas. Right. The kind of intimacy yeah. of that just, like, oh, we just, like, casually ran into people. And rather than, like, fumbling around for a while and being awkward and going our separate ways, we were just like, yeah, okay, let's do something together. Like, hey. Well, and, like, going for a walk is such a 
cute thing and doing it around Christmas time. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Like, being from small town, you know, USA, I suppose, uh, I have a lot of affinity for small town Christmas. Yeah. Um, and so, like, just the idea, like, I've, I've gone on romantic walks during Christmas time, and it's just, it's so cute. And they're, Connie, Connie, uh, Katrina and Eugene are so good together, and the way that they talk to each other is just, it's fun to listen to. Because Katrina gets a side out of Eugene that really nobody else does. Um, and Eugene kind of brings out a humor or a assertiveness that Katrina doesn't offer otherwise. Uh, yeah. So it, it's yeah. just delightful. Yeah, and so through their exchange, we find out that uh, Jack, Jason, and Eugene are having a bachelor's Christmas together, mm-hmm. which is great. And then there's this... Oh, this adorable. So Katrina's talking about like what Christmas yeah. means to her and asks Eugene like kind of what it means to him and he gives like uh he makes it like a hmm sound. Yes, he goes, when she's hmm. er, when, when she's talking about what it means to her and Katrina says, you know, I've never heard a hmm so fraught with meaning and so totally lacking in commitment. Yeah. Eugene and Eugene without missing me is just kind of like yeah, that, that, like that's my style. Yeah, <laughs> that's me. Yep. And then, and then, and then, and then uh, Katrina uh, asks Eugene what it means for him, and once again showing that like one step ahead of it, and is like, and please do not give me a verbose non-answer. Yeah, yeah. Which is a killer line because it it just shows that like how well she knows him mm-hmm. that she is like. I know your gut is to like make something up that doesn't that sounds like something and doesn't really mean anything mm. and I am cutting you off like actually open up here. Yeah, well and it's like one of these very interesting like it's a super interesting dynamic because she is his intellectual equal if not superior and he's the or and she's the opposite gender um which kind of brings out this very interesting side of Eugene and this, like, this flirting thing. And she even gives him a, a hmm while, uh, while uh-huh. he's giving his explanation. And, and it's then, so cute. And then he 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 says, you know, was oh, that a... Was, like, that a was, was that a hmm? <laughs> and she was like, yes, conveyed in the typical Meltzner fashion. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. And our hearts melt. Yep. And then he suggests they go back to Wit's End where... Uh, Young James Barkley is probably like frantically yes. awaiting them. Yeah, it's oh, it's such a good scene. It's they're yeah. My my note says their flirting is so cute. Right. Exclamation point. So and this that's is about how I feel about it. Yeah, and then we get one of these like we were talking about earlier, kind of the clunkiness mm-hmm. of transitions, which is this is now the actual performance Mm -hmm. so we went from you like a rehearsal they leave the rehearsal eugene says all right let's go back and then they go back to and the next scene is the real thing Mm -hmm. and it starts with like joseph and mary being confronted by this soldier who is speaking in an indecipherable accent it is I don't real I, weird. I can't even recall it to be honest. And with we you. don't have we don't have anybody credited as the soldier on the wiki, so That's I can't. So I don't know who to blame for that. But it is. It's 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 a choice. <laughs> it was and a choice. It was made. 
and then yeah, we get to see like Jimmy directing this whole thing, mm-hmm. um, and just the fun that is that. Yeah, him like doing the you know all the different well like all the different things that go into producing a live radio show, um, which was really fun. And Donna uh, is then freaking out because uh, Mary needs water. She basically she bursts out of the studio and like runs to I think it's Connie or runs past Connie. He's like, "What's going on?" She's like, "My." You know, I need to get uh, water for my mom because something is not right. Like she yeah. is in pain. Uh huh. And well, and I like the I like the. So earlier we had a Jimmy joking mm-hmm. about Donna being self centered. Yeah. And in this scene, Connie goes out of her way to be like, "Oh, I didn't hear your mom say anything." Mm-hmm. And Donna says, "No, I could just tell." Yeah, I just it know. is. It is like a, like, of course she is, like, tuned into that and aware. Mm-hmm. And a nice, like, flip off of to really, like, prove Jimmy's point. Yeah. Wrong. Of, of just being like, oh, no, like, in this moment. No, she knows. Yeah. Like, she is going to be, like, selfless and intuitive and, mm-hmm. you know, not be a brat. Yeah, and, we love it. We yeah. love to see good Donna. <laughs> yeah, well, and, like, then that's obviously what we expect. Like, we knew Jimmy's thing was a ribbing, but I mm-hmm. think it's fun that the show, like... Actively proves it wrong. Right. They they take that extra step that they didn't need to, to mm-hmm. underline that. Um, and, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and we get uh, Mary's kind of birthing sounds in the background yep. like she's you know right so she's her moaning doing is getting louder and louder and she's doing the scene yep. that we had just previously heard mm-hmm. so it's like the classic thing in like screenwriting storytelling whatever you don't show the same thing twice mm-hmm. so if you're going to show a rehearsal you are then either not going to show that scene like they did with the angel mm-hmm. or you are going to show it and then change something. Mm-hmm. And so what changes this is we got to see what how that scene should go earlier. Mm-hmm. Now we get to see it fall apart. Yes. And it is Mary doing incredibly, like, on the nose sounds of labor because she is going into labor. Yeah, it's, like, getting louder and louder. And, uh, yep. and yeah, my, my note says, oh, boy, she sounds convincing. And then my next note is... She's going to give birth. <laughs> right. Yep. And it is, yeah, it's just like, a, oh, and, jo- you know, she then, like, they're doing, like, a good job keeping in character. And then mm-hmm. at a certain point, she just says, George. And everyone goes, George? George? <laughs> yeah, it's so, oh, my gosh. It's like, that's the moment where, where she breaks character. And she's like, I need to leave now. <laughs> right. I need to go to the hospital. And George yep. is freaking out he is yeah. so flustered yep and um, then and then i'm not, just i we love this episode mm-hmm. do not get us wrong folks yes. but there are a couple weird things there are some pacing issues yeah there's the townsend coleman thing off the top and this one is really weird in my opinion which is it, the sound engineering of them going from the thing to the hospital sounds like a door opened up in the sound booth yes and a car pulled up in like through that yeah. door yeah and mary like hopped in yeah and george floored it and they left like an ambulance pulled up and they went out the back door of the recording studio yeah but it like, is just it's 
clunky. That's some very interesting Foley work that was done yeah. there. Yeah. And it's like, I, I understand that you wanted, like, they want the sounds of them leaving overlapping with the show still going on. Because they can't cut between those. And I get it. Yeah. It just, it doesn't quite work. Yeah, it could be a little bit quieter. I don't, I don't know. But it is what it is. And I, I respect them for, for trying. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's definitely, they're, well, we get Jimmy scrambling, which is a right. kind of fit. He, he comes in to the studio um you are eugene's like you get you better go and he's like i know i've got to direct and eugene's like yeah so get in there like mm-hmm. thinking he was eugene was saying to go to the hospital when in fact he was just saying like get in there like, yeah f- figure this thing out we're yeah. live and it is um we have we we have connie incredibly covering for donna's yes. lines so yes. she does the Donna line about like, oh, we could just have them stay in mm-hmm. the stable and then ends it with Papa. I, I mean, a husband. Yes. <laughs> I mean, husband. Yes. Um, very Freudian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The id. Um, and so, yeah. And then, and then Eugene, or um, Jimmy's like, okay, okay, Eugene, but just like send us to commercial. And Eugene's like, I, uh, what what commercial? Yeah, yeah. What commercial? And, and Jimmy's like, just just do it. Yeah. And Any so he rolls them. the commercial. Did you happen to catch what the commercial is? I didn't, but I'm really excited because I always try to notice these things, and right. I love Odyssey. So I decided to I decided to pay attention because I was okay. like, oh, what are, what are we gonna get? It's the it's Jimmy's demo tape from the beginning of the episode. Is it really? It is. Oh no. What is that doing to the production? I so so I, I imagine it's just like a hey, there's the tape, just throw it in. Yeah. But that actually might have worked in okay. that they are like at the, they are going to the stable to give birth and then we cut to the shepherds yes. out in the fields and it's like you can almost pass that off. So I, like, you know, I, I, I'll pass it. I'll give it. Eugene's my... just like accidental scramble. They kind of pulled it off, <laughs> only to <laughs> be met by thundering moos later. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, and then we go to the hospital. Yeah. Where I guess is this, is the receptionist? Who who are they talking to? I a do not understand. Probably somebody. I, I don't know how hospitals work. When you go so. in, especially if you're giving birth, the first person you meet is the triage nurse, um, and they're going to be the one that gets your vitals and stuff, and then gets you admitted and you know talks. Okay. Like if you're giving birth, they'll get yep. you with the people that help you give birth. And okay. Stuff. So, so he's like, because he's like asking for an orderly. Yeah. And also asking who their doctor is. Yes. And George is an idiot and, and has no it. idea. Yeah. And Mary, while giving birth, is like, it's Dr. Morton. Yes. <laughs> Which, George, you've done this twice before. There is there is no excuse for you being this flustered. I get it. It's Christmas Eve. You're tired. You gave your sermon. Yeah. You gotta do it. If your yeah. wife's giving birth, you just gotta get it together, my guy. <laughs> also, I mean, great that it's Dr. Morton, the canonical only doctor in odyssey other than regis blackard like yeah because she is she's also the person who treats wit after the mortal coil incident oh interesting (laughs) which i only know because Because of the the wiki wiki. 
I'm not that good. Well, I um, mean, not yet. We haven't covered the mortal coil. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> we never will. I mean, Wait. who's to say? <laughs> We're live on air. I can't confirm nor deny. Um, so, so yeah. They, then we cut back to Jimmy trying to keep the show going mm-hmm. and is like, Okay, we need we need a Joseph and a Mary, mm-hmm. um, a, and Connie and Jack are like, well, we'll do it. And he's like, no, no, no. no we just heard you. Yeah, which I'm like, is funny for two reasons. One, just like, change your voice a little bit. Well, oh like, wait, no, you like, can't. <laughs> like you can get away with it, but two, they literally did this with Will Ryan earlier in the episode, yeah. where he appeared in back to back scenes playing different characters, and I wonder like. I wonder how meta that it was intended to be if they were nodding to that on purpose. Like, I don't know. I If you know, tweet at us. Yeah, yeah. It, Paul McCusker, come come talk to us about about how you constructed this episode. I would take just a just a nice email with a little, you know, some some trivia about the production of this specific episode cuz it fascinates me. Yeah. You you remember the stuff that you did 25 years ago right mccusker to the t right to the t (laughs) so yeah (laughs) so the the, he ends up jimmy Mm -hmm. just very quickly casts eugene and katrina yes of course um oh it's so good and they they so they go in there Mm -hmm. and um what jason is is jason playing a shepherd what what is jason's part i i totally forget but jason jason or no yeah, yeah. J- Jason is talking to Eugene and Katrina. Yes. Because there is this over-the-top bit of him, like, referencing the cattle. Yes. And then Jimmy is supposed to play the cattle sound. Yeah. And doesn't. And he unnecessarily recues Jimmy and just, like, says it again louder. And it's yeah. like, buddy... Nobody would have been mad if that sound effect wasn't there. Like, they would not have noticed. No. no. You also goes... gave him no time. You just said the line and then immediately repeated it. And then Jimmy plays, like, what is it? What is it? It's like a stampede. No, well, it sounds it sounds like cows being thrown around in a tornado. I can't. I don't know what's <laughs> actually happening, but it yeah. sounds like, like yeah, a, he, there's a thunderstorm and the there's Wizard cows. of Oz soundtrack. Yeah. Oh. Hey, man. That bit's classic. And yeah, and so then then it's Eugene and Katrina doing their scene mm-hmm. very admirably. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a great job, maybe because they're not acting. Hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> may- may- maybe hint hint eyebrows eyebrows. <laughs> we'll just keep saying eyebrows 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 eyebrows. Um, and then uh, and then it's uh, you know, I yeah. Oh, then no, then it gets interrupted. <laughs> No, no, be, first we have Eugene saying, I love you, Katrine, uh, Mary. Mary, yeah. Yep, and it yep. plays it off as a, oh, shoot, you know, I slipped out of character. Because I'm not an seven. actor. Yes, because I'm not an actor, but no, 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 he was telling the truth. He does love you, Katrina. We, we know your heart feelings there, Eugene. It's okay. We can um, be honest. And then, right, and then Jimmy drops the wrong sound effect again. <laughs> when the saints go marching in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it's so oh, it's so funny i mean yeah. it almost listening to it this time it almost kind of felt like a little out of character a little uh like because the rest of the episode is so emotional and like there's so much happening yeah. the bits with like the messed up sound cues are hilarious but it does kind of like 
it does kind of conflict with the the tone of the episode. Right. I would well, say. it is it is that thing where and this this is actually referenced in the official guide that this episode was inspired by a 1982 Michael Frayn play called Noises Off, which is oh, okay. a play about a stage play that is going bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're doing that same thing here, and you get kind of the idea that even though McCusker's the only credited writer, mm-hmm. that like. He had this idea of, like, oh, let's, like, do a farce yeah. in this style. And then, uh, you know, other people came in and added some weight to it mm-hmm. with the Eugene and Katrina stuff. And so we do get, like, a bit of a weird juxtaposition. But, like, it also, it works. Oh, no, yeah. Well, and, and like we said, I, I mean, I love this episode. I don't, I don't think it takes away from it. It's real good. In any significant but it way. is it is funny that, like, we're covering this as part of the Barkley, um, you know, Pastor Barkley arc or whatever yeah. we're calling this thing. And it is clearly part of that. But the heart of this episode is not that. No. It is Eugene and Katrina. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we have the birth, and we have a little bit about George still being a pastor, but it is and, no, it's and about some Eugene. fun family dynamic. But, like, the right the meat of, of the episode is is Eugene and Katrina, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they... Uh, is this when we go to the hospital? Yeah, we yeah, we, we jump to the hospital where the baby has been delivered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Donna comments on him. They're like, oh, he's so cute. And Donna's like, yeah, he looks a little too much like Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, and, and we get all these bells in the background. Um, the be- the bells come later. Are you, sh- are you sure? Oh, I mean, the bells are in this scene, I guess. But they're the end of this scene. Oh, okay. There, yeah, there, yeah. There's a little bit before, which is George quoting the his lines from the play to yeah, Mary. Yeah. And then slightly adapting them. And then the name him Stuart Reed mm-hmm. as the bells chime for midnight. It's so and, cute. And we transition on that bell chime mm-hmm. to the bells chiming at wit's end. Yep. With the production having finished. At midnight. Because mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but right. yeah, they're they're kind of all celebrating, you know, yeah, the it's... classic post production congratulations. Like, wow, Jimmy, you really pulled that off yeah. despite despite right. everything. Yeah, and um, it's 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 all of the people around Jimmy complimenting him yeah. in a way that's that's really sweet. Yeah. And Jimmy's like, Oh well, you know, can somebody take me to the hospital because I, I wanna see my mom. Yeah. Um Yep. And it's really cute. And yeah humanizing mm-hmm. um and so you you know jimmy jimmy gets to go do that and uh, in the meantime in the meantime we get eugene and katrina yeah he offers to walk her to her car yeah in a classic move i mean it is midnight you know you don't know who's lurking about in odyssey this time yeah of night. that's that's true that's true you gotta you gotta it's keep your eyes open <laughs> for you know all those hooligans the bone bones of wrath you bones know? of wrath they're, they're known to uh they're the known punniest to- gang in town <laughs> um and so that was a good joke thank I appreciate you that. <laughs> thank you um yeah and so there katrina's just talking about like how meaningful it was for her her first christmas as a christian getting mm-hmm. to play mary yeah how like meaningful this felt how real it felt yeah um and then compliments eugene on how good his performance was you know i didn't realize you were such a good actor 
says. And, and perhaps then, it was more than acting. Exactly. Exactly. And we didn't we didn't really draw a ton of emphasis to it before, but you know, Katrina was talking about how excited she was for Christmas and the fact that it was her first Christmas as a Christian and everything that that was going to mean to her. Um, and so it's really cool that we get to see it kind of come full circle and it ends in a way that works out so well for her where she gets to play Mary. She gets to actually be involved in like such a cool special thing for her cool special first Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um and it just ends in this beautiful moment, and you know we've got the bells, and they're they're. Uh, she says that he acted the scene very tenderly, um, and then we get the gift exchange. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, um, Katrina goes to hand, you know, her gift to Eugene, and he mm-hmm. pulls one out from his coat. Yeah, comments on that. Right? Yeah, they hand them to each other. They unwrap them. They say each other's name in yeah. unison. And then they both say it's a Bible. Oh, it's so cute. It's it's so cute. And we love a good Bible. We love a good Bible for Christmas. They are so expensive, especially nice ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Eugene's or the one Katrina got Eugene has his name embroidered on the front or not embroidered, embossed, maybe debossed. And, yeah, Eugene's doesn't because it was more last minute. But also, just like, well, well done, Connie Kendall. Like, Yeah, she the, killed it. The right it gift. And, idea. and there's also, and I don't know, I mean, maybe this is fanfic, headcanon, whatever. But, like, my my personal feeling is, like, so Connie and Katrina have been doing this Bible study since she's, you know, been a Christian and whatnot. Connie obviously had this idea locked and loaded. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that connie was going to buy katrina a bible oh and she instead gave it right, to eugene and, and right gave inst- her the, uh, yeah and instead was like you know what eugene like you need an idea here's a good one i'll come up with something else that mm, i really hope that's the case now we need to hear from mr mccusker <laughs> to confirm dylan's excellent headcanon <laughs> um yeah and and so Katrina's like, you know, he's. They're both very thankful about it, mm-hmm. and Katrina's like, "Does this mean you're going to read it?" And he's like, "Absolutely, because it's a gift from you." Yeah, yeah, and and you could kind of hear like there was a little bit of hesitation there because, you know, their relationship is kind of the 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 religion side of their relationship is a is a strenuous point, especially right. at this at right. this time. I mean, um, that was that's a lot of thrust behind their, you know the weird state of their relationship is, you know, Eugene, like Katrina becoming a Christian and how hard that is for Eugene. And then hard it is for her, um, for them to be on different pages here. And it's just like, yeah, I, I like it a lot. It's so good. It's really cute. And then, and then she, uh, and then she hugs him while Mm -hmm. like tearing up and he's like, Oh, like, why are you crying? Like, you know, she's just like you know the emotion of it all it's so so good and yeah and, and then she... she's like you know goes to get in her car and says mm-hmm. merry, merry christmas eugene and and he says season merry christmas katrina yeah like he's like he's gonna say like what seasonal felicitations to right or something. yes exactly yeah. oh no it's it's such a good like i said this is 
Will Ryan, hats off to you. You mm-hmm. killed it this episode. Yeah. He does, I mean, the writing for him is so well done. Um, I'm, so Kathy, Kathy Buchanan does Connie and Mitch stuff a lot. Yeah. Who is the writer that does the Eugene and Katrina stuff? That is something that I am interested in knowing. Do they have their own writer? Or is it yeah, predominantly? I mean, uh, right. Very, very interesting question. Uh, if you keep talking, I will try and pull it up. That is fair. Um, I will I will conclude the episode uh, with what we got. So we have the yeah. end, which wait, is... Wait, wait, wait what, what's what's the end? I mean, we still have another scene after yes, this, yes, but it, how does this scene end, This Andrew? scene ends with, uh, with Katrina driving away um, after they say goodnight. And uh, Eugene stops and and tries to get her attention but she's already pulling away and it kind of uh ends with her pulling out of the parking lot and eugene just standing there saying i love you and it is a tear jerker to say the least it is like it's a genuine time when like you can kind of hear that Will Ryan has been on the cusp, or Eugene has been on the cusp of saying this this whole episode. Like, there's been some awkward silences where then, whenever they talk about their feelings and stuff, you can kind of tell um, that that's something that Eugene is thinking about. Which is crazy mm. that you can do that, that you can hear how he's thinking through the way that he's talking. But it is, it's delightful, and it's beautiful, it's so well done. Um, and it really just it punctuates this episode really well, um, and uh, yeah, and then do you have it? Yeah, yeah. So it looks like Paul McCusker is the credited writer on most of those. Okay, so there you the go. Eugene Katrina episode. So it makes sense that he is doing yeah. so, doing the most this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what's the final scene, Dylan? So our our final scene, we get the Barkley family. Um, all together at last, it's just a really sweet thing. Mm-hmm. We have um some banter between, you know, J- Jimmy saying, "Oh, he looks like me," and Donna being like, "Don't, you know, yeah, no, not at all." Um, and and then they're kind of going back and forth, and Donna, you know, Donna starts saying something, and Stuart's falling asleep, and. Jimmy's like, see, Donna, you start talking, people want to go to sleep. And George is like, I don't want the first thing with them to, you know, Stuart to hear is the two of you bickering. And, he, and Jimmy's like, I ah, better get used to it. Like, it's yeah. just, oh, I love it. It's so, it's so fun. It's kind of like the, like the shot in the movie where they're, they're in the room and then it's the shot of the hospital and then it's the shot of the block and then it's the shot of yeah. the town, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and, and that's, that's that's the end the of the actual episode. end is you know yeah it's basically george saying like you know i'm so excited about having yeah you celebrate Stewart. your new life is mm. what he says yeah. um which yeah. is so pretty and beautiful and yeah. in those moments as probably something that i would say yeah uh, it's, it's the right level of melodramatic yeah yeah very andrew level of melodramatic fair enough <laughs> um and th- we get so yeah just kind of hitting this like double a plot thing we kind of get three endings to this episode we get the ending in wit's end Mm -hmm. of the The broadcast of the broadcast then we get the like emotional ending of eugene and katrina Mm. 
and then and we how get, emotional it was. <laughs> amen. And then we get this final ending with um with the Barkley family all together, kind yeah. of bringing it back to where it began. Um, yeah, delightful. So good. So so good. Do you have anything else you want to say about this episode? Um, I so I've got well. I have one thing I need to point out from the guide, right. which is um, that the actress, Carol Bilger, mm-hmm. who plays, or possibly Bilger, not sure. Come on the show. Tell us about <laughs> That would be less funny if she was still living. Um, yeah, that would be funnier if she was still living. Um, Dylan, we have to leave this in. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We do. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Carol Bilger, Bilger Estate. Um <laughs> So she was not in the booth for this episode. Yeah. She recorded all of this separately. Uh, She was not available to come in. So they, um, I mean, the way most show like animation or like voice dominated stuff is done is not like live in a room. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, you have good voice directors and whatnot who are able to get the line readings they need. Mm -hmm. And then like editors who piece it together after the fact odyssey especially early on is very much like everyone doing their like everyone comes to the studio and they do their scenes live with each other yeah um, in a way that like i think goes to the show's benefit oh for sure um but but so but is obviously not crucial Mm -hmm. in that fact that like mary is not in this episode she was not available they had her come in and do her lines after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the room, Marshall Younger got to do the lines. <laughs> so he got to play the play the pregnant Mary playing the pregnant Mary. Yes. Uh-huh. That's amazing. <laughs> and there was apparently much chuckling. And unfortunately, his uh, performance has been forever lost, according to the guide. That is probably for the better. Yeah. But it is... It is funny like i mean you you talked about like how good and convincing her like pregnant noises are and whatnot and just like her (laughs) but also like her dynamic with the family and with george like Mm -hmm. she is she feels very organically a part of this episode despite not being there when they recorded it right it makes it just an extra level of like an impressive feat Um, yeah yeah, that's so cool. Thanks for uh, thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah. Uh, anything anything you want to say to kind of close us out, Andrew? I you know I think I'm f- I'm fresh out of takes. I got the discussion questions here. If you want to do those, we certainly don't have to. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think we're good runtime, especially because this one's not getting edited down. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's I. We've said it before. We'll say it again. I love this episode. It was of all the episodes to recover. I'm glad that it was this one. I was thinking that when I was hmm. preparing to do it again. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's just fun, and it makes me really want to cover Eugene and Katrina. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe we'll do it, folks. Who knows? Who knows? Nobody knows what the future holds. Exactly. It's bad enough just getting old. Um. Yeah. Uh. Anything you want to plug? The uh, Star Wars New Canon Book Club. <laughs> hey, there we go. Link in the description. Excellent podcast. Go listen to Swanak back. Yeah, they uh, they talk about the Mandalorian a lot. And uh, mm-hmm. if you like Star Wars, which I do. Uh, Me too. 
very, very interesting, very funny, very enjoyable. Yep. Yeah. Um, and with all that being said, we will be back next week to talk about Preacher's Kid. Bye, guys. It's episode, wait, episode 300? Three. I didn't, I didn't do the, uh, I usually do the episode number. We'll be back next week to talk about episode 300, Preacher's Kid. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at wadfamchalkpod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. Unto Us, A Child is Born was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. I miss you, Nathan.